Hello, everybody, and welcome to Silence Your Cell Phone. My name is Kevin Shelton with my co-host, Jarrett Hubbard. I'm Jarrett. And today, we will be discussing Black Widow. Yeah, this this is our first ever full movie spoiler yeah. take. This is exciting. It is. Especially because the movie that we decided to start with was so good. Yes. And for us, I think for our generation specifically... Um, something that a lot of people are really looking forward to watching. Uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe, Disney backing, you name it, I mean, it's, it had it. Marvel's back yeah. in theaters. It had been so long, like COVID took it away from us. Yeah. This Black Widow was pushed back four times yeah. from when it was supposed to be released. Well, it, was up from, it was supposed to be released... I know for a fact before Captain Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yes. And so, like, the, and it didn't really mess with the timeline a whole lot. No, just the uh, end credit maybe scene. Maybe the post credit, yeah, maybe the post credit scene. Um, but as far as movies goes, just pure, strictly movie performance, I thought it was fantastic. I loved it. So, for those of you, obviously, this is new to us too, but our first uh, full. Brand new movie review. Uh, I'm going to preface the entire podcast by saying spoiler alert. Yep. Stop listening now. uh, If you care. If you don't. But hopefully you guys, like us, went out to the theaters this weekend and got to watch an absolute banger of a movie. A hundred percent. So how do you want to start this? Do you want to do a uh, kind of tell... You know where they're at in the timeline. I think that's more your yeah. your thing than my thing. Yeah. Uh, so go ahead and describe. I guess give us the the background for the where the movie starts. All right. So everyone who's familiar with the Marvel Cinematic Universe knows Black Widow dies in Endgame. What? I know. Spoiler alert. I guess I spoiled two movies. <laughs> um, so the timing of the movie uh, is directly after Civil War. Mm-hmm. Um, Captain America is on the run. We know um, the Winter Soldier is in Wakanda. Right. He got frozen until they could figure out what to do with his head. Who's in jail? Is there somebody in jail? Uh, Ant-Man got arrested. Yep. And Hawkeye got arrested. Okay. And which makes Black Widow a fugitive as well. Yes. Because all of this takes place because of the Sokovia Accords, um, which just some background information on that, just to catch everyone up, was a law the U.S. government put into place that was requiring superheroes basically to only work for the U.S. government. They would never save anyone. They wouldn't do any mission that wasn't condoned by the U.S. government. Um, And there was superheroes like Iron Man who were okay with that. Uh, because they felt, or he felt that they had too much power, um, and they needed to be reined in a little bit, considering, you know, they had a multi-dimensional sorcerer, a god of thunder, yeah, Yeah. like, no one was keeping them in check, like, who keeps the Avengers in check type scenario, and then you had the people like Captain America, Black Widow, who did not think that their power should only be used for the personal gain of a military 
or government in general, honestly. So that's kind of the setup. Black Widow has run away to Norway, um, kind of to try to live a normal life, mm-hmm. quote unquote, normal as normal as it can be, and just stay off the grid from Agent Ross, who's a government official hun- yeah. hunting basically the Avengers. Yeah, he's like the government dog that's been assigned to track down and collect. Yeah, I mean, he's the head of the Sokovia Accord. So yeah. they're official, like, they're messing with his mission. Right. It's his personal gain, which is their entire purpose of. Yeah, so the movie kind of starts off with him thinking he's trapped Agent Romanoff, Scarlett Johansson's character, in a bathroom yeah. somewhere in the States. And she's just, she pulled one over on him. She pulled the wool over, the, over their eyes. She's in, on a boat in Norway. And so, like,. She's already essentially won the... the well, it already, it already goes to show you that she's smarter than people give her credit for. Yeah. You know, like, we don't have really any background on Black Widow. Right. The only... I mean, and, and we get, like, bits and pieces of it throughout the Marvel Cinematic uh, Universe films. Um, <clears throat> but Agent Romanoff is... And after I watched this movie, she is... She's a badass. She's awesome. She's great. She's a great character. I think Scarlett Johansson plays her perfectly. Um, and so the first thing that we find is she goes off the grid into like this small trailer that's been set up by her, whatever her guy. Confidant. Yeah. yeah she's got a. She calls him a friend. Yeah. But, he seems like he's like one of those uh, like a concierge for like criminals who. Right. Yeah. He's like you know. When the government starts sniffing around for you and they find me, I start losing business. Right. So he's kind of like a black market type dealer. Yeah. Of all goods. He's got a illegal. special set of services. Yeah, illegal and non-illegal. Right. So, um, but no, I thought his character was great. I'm he, not sure the actor, but I think he did I, a I'd never phenomenal seen him job before. Um, uh, yeah, so he actually, and they have a history. Um, he apparently arranged her um uh not Bangladesh what's the city that Budapest Budapest the Budapest safe house for her um and so he had I guess a bunch of mail from the Budapest safe house yeah and that's kind of how this whole thing started was one of the packages was sent from Florence Pugh's character well, I guess right. I guess before we get into that, we need to kind of backtrack a little bit, okay? Because we actually didn't talk about what I think was one of the best parts of the movie, and it's the opening credit rolls. Yeah, right. So the movie actually starts off with her in 1995, right? When her, it's her and her little sister, and they're living in air, Ohio. Air quotes, little, yeah, 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 and they're. You know, they look like the typical American. nuclear family. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then all of a sudden you find out... They're, they're Russian sleepers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The dad's character comes home and he's like, we have an hour to go. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's my favorite part, beginning of that, is when they're driving to their stowaway plane. Everything is just pointing out how American... The town they're in is right. They drive high school football. Yeah, they drive past the uh, the bridge with the American flag on it. You pass the Friday night lights. 
Yeah. So everything is just showing how quintessential the American town is, and then they're in their car speaking Russian to each other. Right. Um, for those of you who don't know, the dad, David Harbour, if you haven't seen Stranger Things, watch it. Um, uh, he play, he portrays the, the father, uh, Florence Pugh, obviously, is the, the younger sister, mm-hmm. Scarlett Johansson, the older sister. Um, I'm not sure who the mom was, uh, but I think she did a really good job. But yeah, um, so they have this kind of all-American white picket fence family, and turns out they're Russian sleepers on a mission and they're not a real family right so they do this big escape scene from what we would the u.s government and they land in cuba and the dad harbors character Mm -hmm. starts getting buddy buddy with what we would find out is the main antagonist of the film drokov yeah uh and that's when natasha and elena Scarlett, I guess the younger versions of Scarlett Johansson and P's character get ripped away from their family, quote unquote family. You know, right. it's just a mission, but to an eight year old girl and an eleven year old girl that's yeah. who don't know their actual parents. I mean, they were children, children. You know, and that's that was basically that's the, all they knew for for a family. Um, and obviously, uh, Natasha's character was more. Uh, privy to that knowledge. Yeah, you know, you she can tell she pulls a gun on one of the yeah. military officers and she's just yelling like, I'll shoot you, I'll shoot you. Yeah, so was, she had some background. Yeah, oh she yeah, hundred percent. She was she was trained, she knew, but she was being protective of her sister who mm-hmm. had no idea. And she even made a comment like, uh, she's too young. And David Arbor's character goes, No younger than you were. Right. Right. And so um, I think it was that fear, and they, they they start by instilling that fear of the red room uh, for the audience very early on, and what it did to these women, yeah, or and then, girls, yeah. And once they get taken away, you get this really great kind of slow roll credit sequence of everything they did in the red room officially. Yeah, uh, you get a great version of Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana. You know, you said that after the movie and and guys, so after we watch these movies, we usually talk in the parking lot for for however long. Yesterday we ended up uh, like 2 hours almost. Right. Uh just just dissecting the movie and I didn't realize I like I that that didn't even cross my mind that when you when you made the comment, but yeah, I was yeah, it was Fantastic. like it was this really creepy, like haunted version of it yeah. uh, with a woman singing. I didn't look up. I need to what the cover was because I loved it. But during this entire pre-credit scene, it's just showing you what the red room is. Right. Uh, you know, it's forcing all the girls to basically become indoctrinated. Right. Right. It's mind control. Yeah. Uh, essentially, but also how to blend in well. Like, you know, they're watching all these American cartoons and they're taking pictures of them at Thanksgiving and Christmas. And it's this really weird, uh, really weird way of essentially becoming a sleeper. Agent, yeah. Right? Like, you know everything about the American family. You are the nuclear family with no one ever knowing you know what, any different. What boggles the mind is it makes you wonder how authentic is that 
information. Like, like because there were, I mean, it was, it's a fact. There were, we had the sleeper families and right. had the, the whole communist scare and the whole, you know, um, this was a thing. I, I, it makes you wonder, like, how much of that was actually, like, done. And for me, being, like, an historian-type person who really appreciates history, um, you know, with that actual experience must have been like right and i think i appreciated this credit role so much better was because unlike most superhero movies where they're going to spend the first 45 minutes of the film giving you this origin story of like where did black widow learn how to do all this cool black widow stuff we got a five to ten minute kind of highlight reel that's gave me all the story i needed to know yeah. Without taking up half of the movie to where they could actually tell me the story for the entire movie. And I appreciated it so much. It was very well done. It was. I, I think they did such a great job of, of really unpacking that for the audience. Letting them know, like, hey, this is what, uh, specifically Scarlett Johansson's character, not just her, though, a bunch of these women had to go through. And it gives you a little bit more appreciation for what she's experienced in her life. Well, it sets the tone for the movie. Right. Right. Um, a true origin story. Right. And people, I don't want people to go in there thinking this is a comic book movie. Right. Because it's not a comic book movie. Mm-hmm. It has comic book characters, but a lot of the themes and a lot of the scenes in the movie are not comic book-esque. Right. You know, you're not getting magic and giant alien fights and things like that that you get so used to seeing in Thor and the Avengers type movie. Mm-hmm. Like this is a very darker toned film. Yeah. And I enjoyed it because this is honestly the first origin movie that I had no previous knowledge of. Yeah. I've, I've never looked into Black Widow's backstory. I knew she was a Russian spy that defected right like i knew the general basis but i didn't know anything about the red room or what they were doing there and this type of stuff yeah and they even they explain in the movie that part of her defection was killing drakoff right yeah that was like her initiation into shield right when she did defect that's how the u.s government would trust her right and so it was really cool how they how they tied all that into her Avenger beginnings, right? Um, so, uh, well, so so that happened. We'll fast forward to the the mail that she received in, mm-hmm. in Budapest uh, that the concierge was so nice to deliver to her, but it caused her to get attacked by Taskmaster. That's right. Um, and Taskmaster is a Red Room agent. Uh, who essentially can mimic anything it sees. Right. So the first time I get introduced to Taskmaster, it's just kind of watching fights of the Avengers. Yeah. So it knows how to use... And that it, it shows in the first altercation. The it, same it, pose. It, well, it has everything that... It fights the same way Scarlett Johansson does. Yeah. Like it knows how to counter every move she does. Like, you know, she has kind of the patented, like neck thing where she throws her leg around your neck and then flips you. Yes. And it knew the perfect counter to that. It could throw Captain America's shield. It shot arrows like Hawkeye of 
toward the later in the movies that had claws like Black Panther. Yeah. So it was the perfect imitation of essentially her family. Right. Right. Her chosen family. Right. The family that she chooses to, you know. Right. Um, but that fight scene was really cool. So she gets attacked by Taskmaster on the bridge. and she, This is right after we thought she was safe. Like yeah. She was just going to get gas. Yeah. She, and, but obviously she was not. And uh, so she ends up, she's able to get out of that situation with the package from whoever was at Budapest. So what do you do? You go, go to Budapest. Budapest. Yeah, that's right. So insert Florence Pugh's character. Yeah. So Scarlett Johansson goes back to the safe house. Uh, and this is one of those things that Marvel does really well in their world building is that we've never seen Budapest before. It's been mentioned to us in We've the first yep. in the first Avengers movie when her and Clint Barton, Hawkeye's character, uh, are talking. You know, they're shooting all the aliens, and he's like, "What's worse, this or Budapest?" <laughs> uh, and you know, throughout this entire movie, it gives us little snidbits on what Budapest actually was. It was yeah. her attempting to kill Drokov, right? Uh, so she could get into Shield and show that she was no longer a sleep sleeper agent right. or a Russian spy. And so she goes back to Budapest, and everything's still there, like the way the safe house was left. Like she knows exactly where to go find a pistol. Yeah. Uh, so it's like the scene already felt like it feels very familiar mm-hmm. to me because the they treated it like it was familiar. And you've never been there. We had never been there once. No, they did such a great job of, of really, really doing because as a as a as a. As an audience member, you sit here, you've watched, you know, if you're like me or Jared, you've watched all the MCU movies, and Budapest has been mentioned multiple times between her and Hawkeye, right? Jeremy, Jeremy Renner, yeah. the character, you know. And uh, so, yeah, it was really cool to see that uh, you go to a place where you feel like, ah, I've, I have been here, but you haven't. Well, it's just, it's such an insignificant detail in every other time it's mentioned. You know, like yeah, you're in the middle of fighting aliens. Yeah, yeah for you, the... they mentioned it in Avengers, and they're talking about, hey, this is just like Budapest, and you're like, <laughs> oh, they're just using that to show like her and Hawkeye's character are familiar with each other, right? And then Avengers was like what 2012. We're here nine years later, and now we're getting the full story of Budapest. Like, who does callbacks nine years ago? Yeah, for for things that as a fan, I wouldn't be mad if it was never mentioned again. I mean, it wouldn't cross your mind. Yeah, like I would have. Never, but you appreciate it more? I, I loved it. Yeah. Like, the it's the little things that Marvel does that, honestly, it's so insane. Yeah. So, insert uh, Yelena. Um, yeah, Florence Pugh's character. And she starts off by trying to break into the safe house in Budapest. Scarlett Johansson does. And... Um, Elena says, hey, I know you're out there. And Scarlett Johansson says, I know that you know I'm out here. And then the fight scene commences between sisters. I don't know if I can trust you. I don't know if I can trust you. Yada, yada. Truce. Right? That's yeah. where we're at. So they, you know, they end up. Yeah, they end up talking uh, and kind of getting the whole background story. Because they hadn't talked for right. however long it had been since. Scarlett Johansson defected from the Red Room. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's one of the things that Elena resented the most about her was, you know, she got out and she just left. Just left? Her little sister mm-hmm. 
and that she's not actually family, right. to Pew's character, like, that was your, like, you were my bigger sister. Yeah, and, and there's, there's no way that she genuinely thought her quote-unquote little sister was able to get out. There's right. no way. Right, and, you know, she brings back this, this package, and Pew's like, I left this here to send to you because you're the only superhero I know. <laughs> Why the hell did you bring it back? Yeah. And they go through and they show it's a chemical toxin that right. neutralizes the brainwashing. It allowed her character, Florence Pugh's character, to break free of the right the brainwash. Because right. as they describe in the movie, what Pugh was under and what Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow, were under were two different forms of mind control. Yeah, where Scarlet, uh, Black Widow's was more psychological, yeah, psychologically was, induced, Yeah, and hers, Elena's, is more chemically induced, right, like it, actual mind control. Right, it shows, uh, and during that scene, uh, they get chased down by some of, you know, they find out Drakov's not dead, mm-hmm. you know, Pew's like, did you confirm the body when you blew up his building? She was like, there was no body to confirm and she was like but you killed his daughter yeah they're like are you sure yeah uh and so we find out Drokov's still alive and he's still running the red room Mm -hmm. which really puts Black Widow into a spiral yeah she thought that was a part of her life that was done Um, and they start getting chased down by these widows Mm -hmm. some other agents and one falls and breaks her leg and then you see Drokov on the other end yeah. Of a machine, and he's got a little computer that says like irreversible damage to the leg. It's flashing red, right? And then he terminates. Yeah. And the girl looks at Black Widow and says, "I I, I don't want to do this." this. And yeah. then she kills herself. And so that just shows that they have no control. Yeah. It's not. It's not a. Psycho, it's not a psychological thing. It's actually, no matter what they do, it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah, that was very difficult to endure during the movie because you just really felt the character and you got to see earlier on Florence Pugh's character when she got hit by the the, the chemical or the toxin or whatever that neutralizes that um, really opened her eyes and she had killed the widow that basically freed her right you know and so like it really pains you to see this moment where her legs like all sideways and she's like, I don't want to do this. Well, Scarlett Johansson's like pleading her, like, yeah. I, I will get you help. Yeah. And it's just like you can see the girl's like, she's fighting her arm moving mm-hmm. before she shoots herself in the head. Yeah. And she's like, you can see the arm shaking, trying so hard to not do it. Yeah. But she's out of control. And that's another one of those like, this is not a typical Marvel movie. Right. Like this is like there's some real, some real stuff going on here, and I think it gives you some insight into Drakov's character, oh, yeah, and how bad he actually is. Like this guy is clinically insane. It's, I mean, he is a bad guy. He's yeah. a true bad guy. Yeah, it's not a Thanos character where they're like, I'm killing half the people to save right. the other half. Where he like he kind of no. he has this really weird sense of morality. Yeah, no, he's this got is, his own agenda and it's evil. Right, and, and he's just the worst of the worst. Yeah. Like, he is scum. Um, I actually, this is all a headcanon theory, but I was wondering after I watched it, you know, I went home and I was thinking about it, I wonder if Black Widow breaking the psychological control, you know, she defected. Mm-hmm. I wonder if she was the reason 
they switch to a chemical compound. Oh, that's a good thought. That's something that I, I didn't consider, but I mean, it very well could have been. Like, we're, we were going to make sure that never happens again. Like, we lost one. Yeah. We're not going to lose another one to free will. Yeah, that's crazy. Wow. That's pretty insane to think about, but you, that you might be onto something there because it would only make sense because they don't want all their secret agents and spies breaking free, right. having free will. No, we'll just scientifically, chemically induce mind control. Right. So, um, so yeah, so so they're in Budapest. They go through that. Um, they see Taskmaster again. They, they get a pretty cool yeah, the, car chase. Yeah, yeah. it was like a, kind of like a Batman tank almost. Yeah, he was just, you know, they had a cool motorcycles and they were bobbing in and out of traffic. And it was very Fast and Furious-esque. Yeah, and then they, it, Taskmaster was just taking a tank through the middle. Just, well, that's the first time we see him shoot an arrow. Yeah. And it bounces off the ground and blows up the sick. bottom of the car. Just like Hawkeye. And it's, you know, that's when it goes to like, this thing means business yeah i keep saying this thing and we're not because at this point in the movie we don't know if it's a robot yeah we don't know what's going on and we'll unpack that here in a little bit yeah. but um no it's fantastic so so um you get through that and then they they wind up losing losing taskmaster and the widows mm-hmm. and they're somewhere random i guess in yeah, the outskirts of the city or something right but they yeah they end up escaping um then they go to yeah, like a town yeah. where they can kind of put their feet up for a little bit. Uh, they don't have any trackers on them or mm-hmm. anything like that. Uh, you get a little more dialogue between sisters, sisters, uh, and this, oh the 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 Florence Pugh yeah the, the vest thing the vest thing yeah. and the poser thing yeah. where she's talking about her uh, you always pose like. Yeah, what is the arm thing? Yeah, you're on, on your knee. Flip you, your hair up. Yeah, what you what do, is that? You do it every time. <laughs> uh, and it kind of paints this, like, this sense of a good family. Like, a, a very dysfunctional family. And that when they're not actually family. Like, a lot of the dialogue between Pew and Johansson is very sister-esque. Yeah. You know, they tease each other. They say, they say silly things well, to each other. Well, it's just like she's been... She's been watching her. Right. And well, she's been paying attention. Well, it's the first time that I can remember, and I might have just missed it in other movies, that the Avengers are kinda like superstars. You know, they're not just they're not just heroes, they're like icons. Yeah. On yeah. a global scale. Yeah, they're big media like, you know, she's she makes a comment like I'd do the same thing as you, but you're on the cover of a magazine. Yeah, yeah. I'm the I'm the killer that little girls don't look up to. Right. You know, but we're both still trade killers. Yeah. You know, so the the dialogue was very cool between them, and that's when they decided that they were going to retaliate against Drakeoff, and to do that they needed help. So, who else? Do they turn to but David Harbour's yeah, character? Uh, Alexi. They got to go the, bust him out of jail. The Crimson Guardian. What was the Red Guardian? The Red Guardian. That's right. So, or more affectionately known as Papa. Papa. Yeah. And his character's great. He's kind of the comedic relief. Yeah. Of the movie, even though Pew's character is funny, mm-hmm. she's more of a sarcastic. 
like really dry yeah. sense of humor right. that I really like. I think that's my sense of humor, which is why I enjoyed her. Well, character. I think both of them did a lot of good for the movie. Yeah. But yeah. Um, and, so they go. So they essentially hatch this plan to break out Faja Papa uh, out of jail, um, if for no other reason than to ask him where the hell is the red room? Because him and Jerkov were. Last right, time they saw each other, they were hugging buddy. and kissing. Yeah. And, you know, he was Jerkov's right hand man. Right. You know, he, he Jerkov's the only reason he was in America for three years to get the Winter Soldier information. Oh, yes. Which is what they were in Ohio for. Right. Uh, so they could try to make more Winter Soldiers. Uh, Red Guardian's character is Russia's Captain America. Yeah. He's the he's the only super soldier. <laughs> uh, they had, yep, um, and that's kind of like a big key component to his his character. character, right? Is he he in his mind, him and Captain America are on the same plane. Yeah, well, not even on the same plane. They're rivals. Yeah, he, he's <laughs> like, yeah, me, me and Steve Rogers are, like, I'm his guy. Like, I am his formidable foe. Right, and they've never met. Yeah, so in the, <laughs> so when you first see his character, he's uh, at least post the the first scene, he is arm wrestling. I guess everybody in the prison, and the guy was like, "Hey, wasn't this in like 1983?" And he was like, "Yeah." Well, Steve Rogers was still, still frozen, still in ice. He was still in ice, and he was like, "Are you calling me a liar?" And he breaks his hand. Yeah, right. It was all floppy wrist. <laughs> so, so the but no. So you see his character. He's very rugged looking. Um, Disheveled, kind of a the a shell of his former self. It looks like, um, and he gets a package from somebody, which I guess they're allowed to do fan mail for the for the Red Guardian. Right. And uh, inside of the package, he finds an earpiece. Yeah. To Scarlett Johansson and Florence Pugh's characters, his daughters, and they essentially organize this whole prison breakout scene that was really cool helicopters guns everywhere there were some fighting scenes you get to see you know black widow do black widow things um pretty awesome stuff but they essentially reunite with their dad and they're like hey man we don't really like you right now because the last time we saw you was not a good experience for us yeah and there's probably one of them it'll go down as one of the more iconic scenes you know he makes this really offhanded guyish comment but they're like, oh, are you guys on your periods? And oh. they were like, they were like, no. As a matter of fact, when you're in the red room, they rip out your uterus. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's impossible for do this. And they go into this like really graphic detail about like, yeah, you're being a smartass right now, but actually, it's all your fault. Yeah, and he's like, okay, 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 I get it, I get it, I get yeah. it. You know, I was just about to start talking about fallopian tubes. Yeah. Um, no, there was, it was a great back and forth between them, and there's definitely still a chemistry there. Um, you just don't know how it's going to unfold later, but uh, I think my favorite part about when they when they do like crash land. Oh yeah, because <laughs> they weren't going to. He's like, no, we'll make it. Yeah, don't worry. She goes, she goes, we don't have enough gas to get to St. Petersburg. St. Petersburg. He's like, oh no, we'll get there, and then all of a sudden their helicopters <laughs> just crash. Oh <laughs> um, no, that was. But the I think my favorite was when he was like, I am so proud of you, girls. Uh, you're you know, the youngest assassin ever. You're an Avenger. Your ledgers must be filled with blood. Filled with blood. Right? Like he was just like the 
like the proud father of two great assassins yeah, just, in an assassin family the, where they just kill the people. The more they murdered, yeah. the better it was. <laughs> um, but yeah, so um, that's when they find out that they're in the when they were in the helicopter. They're talking about, well, I don't, I don't know where yeah. the red room's at. Yeah, he tells Ask your mom. Yeah, he tells them that Drokov essentially was the reason why he was in jail for the rest of his life. You know, once. I don't know if it was once. Yeah, when they got back. Yeah, when they got. Mm-hmm. When once he got all the information that he needed, he threw him in jail so he couldn't tell yeah. his secrets to anyone. Yeah, so he was stuck in he was jail for life for no reason. And, and, and it's not a normal prison. Like it was like Siberia. Like they were in the middle. Oh yeah. Of some glacier filled. Yeah. Waste, wasteland. It looked awful. Yeah. Not not an ideal. Uh, summer so, someone where no one would ever go. Right. Um, so yeah, so they break him out of this, this hellhole. They, you know, he's like, Hey, let's go talk, talk to your mom. She's like the head scientist yeah, she, lady. She's like, still in it. Yeah. And dad thought she was dead because she got, whenever they were escaping, she got mm-hmm. shot in the plane. And so, um, they assumed that she died. Well, she was very much alive, very much still the head of whatever research and development they were doing for the, the Crimson Room. Uh, they go to her in St. Petersburg and... She effectively alerts the uh, Drakov. Right, yeah. The first time we see her, she's running pigs through a maze. Right. With a computer kind of showing the control right. they have over people. Mm-hmm. Giving us an actual look. It's not just talked about. Now we kind of see, like, they can move a dial and the pig will turn left. Yeah. Uh, they have full control over every function during dinner. She just makes the pig stop breathing. Yeah. Like... It's insane about what. No, they really, they really do a good job of unpacking what encapsulates the mind control, um, and she did that. Apparently, unbeknownst to her, that Elena had been right. That she was the test subject. Yeah, she was a victim of that mind control. Right. So that was a very not great. Um, scene in the movie where she just had to like kind of relive that with the pig and you know that was I feel like that was tough for her yeah I think the dinner scene is one of the more important scenes of the movie because at that point in time it kind of shows you where everyone's head is at so you have Pew's character Mm -hmm. who feels like the family's back together yeah you have the father who kind of feels the same way but it's more of the like they helped me escape like they're my daughters type prideful thing again the Avengers and the youngest assassin right you have Scarlett Johansson who's almost refusing she's like the rebellious I don't even want to say rebellious it's just one of those she's refusing to let herself get comfortable again yeah because she knows how it ended last time right like these she finds out so much like her mom just abandoned her on the street and then she was forced into the Russian Russian government. And like for her, every time she gets comfortable with people, it gets taken away from her. Yeah. You know, she was comfortable in Ohio. She liked it there. It was an actual family. All of a sudden she's in the red room. Yeah. She loved the Avengers. They were her family. Now they're scattered scattered to the four corners of the universe. Right. I mean Thor and Hulk aren't even on the planet. Planet yeah. Earth at this point yeah. in time. Uh, so she, or whatever. yeah she goes you know she talks about how Tony Stark won't even talk to her um, and you know that's someone you were literally taking bullets for 
in years prior. Yeah. And so every time I think she feels like something good is going for her, she naturally puts up a wall because, you know, she starts arguing with Elena. But like, we're not, that, it wasn't real. Like, nothing yeah. about her life was real. And Elena's like, don't. Don't say that. Don't say that. It was real to me. Yeah, she was like, they took my birth certificate. Like, I don't even know. She had nothing else. Right. She was like, I don't even have an opportunity to find out. Right. Who my parents were. Like, you you kind of knew your mom abandoned you. Like, you knew you had a mom. Yeah. Like, she was like, I don't have anything. And so, she, it's like the, the one little light that kept Elena's character motivated was being distinguished. Mm-hmm. Because now she's being told that, you know, Natasha's character never really thought it was loved her. Yeah. It was a it was a mission. We completed the mission. It's what we do. Yeah. And to her as a seven year old obviously it was more than right. just a mission. Right. And and that's all she you know, and it's twenty one years later and it's still all she references to having a quote unquote child normal childhood or a quote unquote normal family. Um, and so, yeah, like you get this, all this stuff happens here at this dinner scene. Uh, Florence Pugh gets really upset. She goes off and then, uh, her dad, Alexi is like, I'll, I'll go talk to her. Right. And he, you know, this wayward story about his dad being on his hands or whatever to prevent frostbite. Yeah, ice fishing. It's, and... it's, it's great. Right. But it just makes you love, uh, David Harbour's character even more. Um, and then you get the scene between... Uh, Scarlett Johansson and the mom, and the this this now this is the part of the movie that I essentially was uh, critique it probably a little more than I should, um, but it's the one thing that was kind of like for me a stain on on the movie because um, the movie while it was a great movie this was the part that I didn't necessarily think was uh, plausible, um, and so the next thing that you know after you see these two meetings between mother and daughter and father and daughter separately uh here comes the widows here comes uh Dracoff's team of whatever and they end up capturing the mom's like i called them and, and uh she effectively turns on her family quote right. unquote right that's what yeah. that's what we're led to believe um so next thing we know we're yeah they're on on the way yeah they're in they're all knocked out because they, they had previously mentioned in one of the dialogues that when you go in and out of the Red Room, they knock you out so you don't know where you're at ever. You go, They make you go unconscious when you go in, before you go in the building yeah. and you go out of the building. And so Alexi wakes up and he hears Melina, um, the mom's character, talking about where about the land. And he goes... Well, if we're about to land, why are we still, still, going still ascending? That's right. And then you see this big fortress in the sky, and yeah. you're like, oh, well, that's where why Drokov has been unable to be found. Yeah, he's in the sky. Right, no one's looking in the air. Yeah. Right? And they go to this You big... ever play Fortnite? Like, it was a sky base? Yeah. You ever seen this? Yeah, it was yeah. like that. Was, he built a sky base. Yeah. And so they get on this ship. You see the Red Room. There's a bunch of widows in there, essentially in unison. Yeah. Training. Like synchronized swimming except yeah. for badass yeah. killers. Yeah, with guns. Yeah. Uh, and so you get the training there. Then Melina, who we think is Melina, 
goes and meets Jerkov, mm-hmm. and they're talking, uh, and then we get it discovered that Melina is actually, actually Natasha. Natasha they formed this plan to the only way to get to Jerkov was to be captured. Yeah, um, and you get this really cool dialogue between uh, Natasha. And Drakov, because at this point in time, they both think they have the upper hand, right? Uh, because Natasha finally got found him, mm-hmm. and Drakov has her captured, and he's just a really condescending. Yeah, well, he's got Taskmaster right. Yeah, there. Taskmaster standing yeah. right, right there with him. And he feels so, pretty safe. He feels safe. You know, she's like, "I'm so close to completing my mission." Uh, they talk about how he's the one that's making the world turn. At this point, I don't even think it's about Russia anymore. Yeah. But he's like, if I want a war to start, I can start it. Yeah. If I want the stock market to crash. This is about control. Yeah. On a global scale. He was like, nothing happens in this world that I don't have a pulse on. Yeah. This guy is a, he is a bad guy. Now, I'm going to go, I'm going to go back real quick because I said this is the one part of the movie that I vehemently disagree with and I'm probably... Uh, overanalyzing, maybe. Uh, but here's my thing, and this is from Melina's perspective, the mom. I find it very difficult to believe that for a minimum 24 years, including the first three years that you see her as a mom, mm-hmm. she was working for Drakoff and this organization for her country, Russia. Right. I find it very hard to believe that she would turn I mean, just just like that. Right. Right? And that was the big deal for me because she's invested all this time in this organization that apparently she worked, you know, she's the head of whatever science research development. She's uh, one of Drakoff's right hands. I, I found it difficult to imagine that she would just turn on him in, in the blink of an eye. And, I, and for whatever reason, uh, she decided to hatch this plan with, Natasha, um, you know, obviously it made for a great movie. It's just one of those things that you think about. Maybe, maybe, maybe not realistically if you put in that kind of time. Right. You know, yeah. And, we, I would have been needed to be privy to more information because uh, I agree with you. Um, I think it was a little out of character, but I think if they would have made the dialogue between her and Scarlett Johansson. Longer instead of trying to more affectionate at, yeah, at the uh, very if, least. If it, if they would have honestly, if they would have just taken the entire time slot, I mean, I enjoyed the story about the ice fishing yeah. and him trying to be a dad when he doesn't have any qualifications to be that. Because that's how I saw it. I was like, this guy's trying really hard yeah. to be a father figure, and he's not qualified well, to be he, a dad. The thing was, was the and like the, the probably the coolest moment in that scene was when he started singing the song. Yeah. Uh, which her, was her favorite song. Yeah, American American Pie. Pie yeah. yeah. And uh, that kind of hits a little bit harder because it makes you realize that, you know, he actually... There, or there was parts of that mission. Because, you know, he was going yeah. a part of the dinner scene. And now we're kind of bouncing back and forth, <clears> so <throat> sorry if it's hard to follow um, to the listeners. But, you know, he's just talking about how much he hated Ohio because yeah. the mission was so boring. And, I mean, that was the same dinner scene where... Scarlett Johansson's like, well, the mission was completed. We weren't a real family. So you have Elena, the seven-year-old girl, who that was her life. That was her family. You have the dad saying, I fucking hated every minute I was there. Yeah. And she was like, oh, well, 
thanks, Dad. And then you have this older sister that she loves saying, like, yeah, we're not really family. It was just a mission. And you're right. like, oh, well, screw you guys. Like, yeah, it was, it the, was real to me. The only intimate moment between Melina and Natasha was when she said, when Natasha said, um, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Right. That saved my life. Throughout my entire life, that I'd always remember that when I was in pain, when I was hurt, um, that kept me alive, right? And that's kind of the only moment where you see that. So for me, that was kind of the big thing with, with the, the at least for the negative part of the movie for me. Um, but they do hatch the plan. They do end up in Drake. Natasha ends up in Drakefell's office. Alexi and um, Melina end up in a cell where Melina is has a mask that makes her look like Natasha. Yeah, that, yeah and Natasha had a mask that looked like Melina. Right. That's how she got into Drogov. Right. Melina knows the ship. She breaks out. Alexi and Alexi, her. they hatch this plan. They're going to figure out a way to land it so they can turn them over to the U.S. government. Natasha's already said, I'm going to call Ross, the mm-hmm. guy who's chasing her for being a fugitive. Yep. She's like, it's for the greater good if I have to go into you know, jail for this. At least Drakov's not doing this to other girls like he did to us. Right. So is this really just this big sacrificial moment, this big plan? Elena's running around the ship with the gas that neutralizes yeah, the, yeah, de-widows yeah. The, the people. So she's going to use it on them to break them from the spell. Mm-hmm. Obviously the plan's great on paper. As is tradition, it never... The best laid plans, Jarrett, the best laid plans often go awry, and it does. Um, so, Drakoff, they're in the office. He thinks he's got Natasha cornered. Yeah, yeah he shows her how um, he gets into his computer with his ring. And yeah. says, he, he says, Not know, even worried. He says, you know what the biggest resource on the planet is? He says, girls, because there will always be more of you. And he pulls up this screen of a million little girls. Oh, it's got a big map, and their faces are all over every country. Yep. And he's like, as soon as one of you dies, I have another one. Yeah. And it's this really just like, I didn't think this guy could be any scummier. Yeah, until human he's, trash. Yeah, until he says stuff like that. And then he sends Taskmaster. He's like, go find, go stop whatever yeah. the other four are doing. I'm good here. And then Natasha's like, oh, well, that was only your protection. Now I can kill so I'm gonna you. kill you. Yeah. And she tries to kill him, and she can't. She can't pull the trigger on the gun. She can't stab him. Yep. And he goes into this thing. He's like, yeah, I've, I have trained you since birth yeah, to have this a, pheromone that I produce yep. that makes you unable to, harm, to harm me. And then he gets on his pedestal, and he starts beating the shit out of her. Yeah, well, and his ulterior motive is that he wants to control an Avenger. Right. Right? Well, who wouldn't? Because well, it's good know? for him. Yeah. It's good for business. Right. Right. You and, know? He and, can he control all these things. He obviously cannot control the Avengers. But with Natasha, he well, can. He can go to anyone on the planet and say, yeah. dude, I, I have a Avenger under my thumb. Right. Like, I can do anything I want. Like, it's a power play. And this is where you're... Probably my favorite Black Widow character moments happen in this scene because he's kicking the shit out of her. Oh, yeah. Like, and every time he punches her, she laughs at him. Yeah. He's like, you think I can't take a punch? Yeah, I'm an like, Avenger. Yeah, you hit, like, you hit like a girl. Yeah. No, I mean, not a direct quote, but essentially that's what she's saying, right? Yeah. She's like, you're nothing. Like, you are, you're nothing to 
no one should fear you. Yeah. It's. I mean, she's antagonizing this guy. Yeah, and I mean, she's and really you, giving. You can it tell. This is the first time he gets unsettled. Like the through the entire movie, he's always had a plan. Yeah. It doesn't matter what's going on around him. He's he's always been cool, calm, collected. But these these jabs, mm-hmm. these demask like taking a shots at his masculinity yeah. are like riling him up. Yeah. And right before right before that, and, and I we should let you know this before he sent off Taskmaster. He actually, um, she says something about killing his daughter in Budapest. And he said, you did me a favor. I was able to get the greatest soldier out of it. And boom, Taskmaster reveal. It's his daughter. It's his daughter, right? And she, I mean, she she is just, yeah, he said they had to put a, a chip in her brain and, and, the, and the whole nine and she became the super soldier. And so, um, you know, that's essentially when he, sent her off but now she knows that his daughter is very much alive right and very much the taskmaster right so he starts just beating on her and yeah and during this you kind of see how the the plan's kind of derailing yeah the widows have been activated so when she goes there to use the gas there's no one there they're coming up to Drokov's office office to take Natasha Drokov's locked out Melina from landing the plane so now she has to figure out how to blow up the engines to crash it <laughs> and then Taskmaster shows up to fight Alexi yeah to fight the Red Guardian right and so like Drokov's literally playing like 40 chess right right there was nothing on that ship that he didn't have complete control over and then the best for me the best Black Widow scene I agree was whenever she said, um, I actually knew about the pheromone. Yeah, it shows the mom telling her that, you know, there's a pheromone. You, you gotta sever the nerve. Yeah, sever the nerve. She's like, I was hoping you would be able to do it, but you couldn't. And then she slams <laughs> her face to break her nose. Yeah. I was hoping you were strong enough to do it, but you weren't. So, and then you see the Black Widow, Scarlett Johansson, bang her face into this man's desk. Severing the connection, breaking her nose, like just absolutely destroying her nose. And she just starts wailing on this guy. Yeah. And there's no more pheromone that can stop her. And yeah. here comes the Black Widows yeah. to save the day. Yeah, and then it's like 15 on 1. And one of the most underappreciated things about this movie, I think when you first watch it, is how good the fight choreography actually is. Right. Like... Her versus Taskmaster the first time. Her versus Elena when she shows up in Budapest. This fight scene between her and the Widows. Like, it's so clean. So, I, I agree with you. And and here's what I'm going to say for, for those of you that, that watched. I don't know if you noticed this. As spectators, as fans, as, as the audience of the Marvel Cinematic Universe movies, we've grown to really enjoy Natasha. But... What you effectively want in this movie is something that separates her from the other widows. Right. Why is why is Natasha more qualified to be an Avenger than these other widows? And it's very it's very subtle in a lot of fights. But in this fight, I think it was very cool to see her taking on fifteen and doing a pretty damn good job. Yeah, I mean it. she it's she starts off strong, right? Yeah, like they can't handle her until eventually the numbers just. 
outmatch her. Right. right. Like, she's still beating the crap out of them. You know, she's she's overwhelming them. Yeah, like, she did a very good job they, early yeah, they, on They can't one v one her. No. And they try. Because it, I well, guess... Well, they tried 3v1-ing initially. Right. That didn't work right. out. Right, and she's just... And, you know, it was just a really great scene. Yeah. Because I think it also puts in perspective her and Elena's fight at the beginning. And how good Elena is. how good is. Elena actually yeah. is. Yeah, so it's very... And again, those, that, those are other very subtle things that occur in the movie where it's like, you don't really know how good she is. Oh, she just kind of went toe-to-toe with the Black Widow, Scarlett Johansson. So she obviously is pretty good. Yeah. She's the the captain of the force that went to go steal the the vials, right? right? When she was still in and the so red room, you get these little these little hints in the movie where it's like she's actually very good at what she does. When her dad's bragging, when Alexi's bragging about yeah, the youngest assassin like, ever with your yeah. with your kill count, yeah. So like you know, you start getting a little bit more respect for uh, Florence Pugh's character, Elena, in the movie. So that was that was pretty cool to see, and I think they did a really good job of balancing that. Um, so, yeah, so... Uh, She's getting waylaid on. Yeah, by all 15, 20 of these widows, and here comes a bomb of vials and chemicals, and... Elena comes in, and she's the Sh- shining the hero. Shaves, shaves the day? No, she doesn't shave the day. Yeah. She, she saves, saves the, the day. day, yeah. Saves the day. And uh, so, what happens next? You're there. Uh, all the widows are kind of coming to. I think they kind of, rec- obviously they recognize Natasha. Um, she was kind of their, their reason of existing for a long time. Right. Uh, and then they're all just kind of like, you know what, Natasha and Elena had to deal with when they got out like yeah we don't have families like we've never had free choice like what are we gonna do they were like just get out of here just go right you're gonna start a new life you're gonna do whatever you want to do you just can't do it here right at this point the melinda's destroyed the engine the ship's crashing down to earth uh it's obviously there's a sense of urgency that you have to get off but Black Widow stays behind mm-hmm. to collect the information about all the other widows. Yes. Because she would rather die. Right. And get that information to someone who can help than let that go into obscurity. Right. So here's the one thing. Here's another thing that I also, um, I didn't I didn't mention it last night after the movie. Um, uh, after the explosion of vials and chemicals, uh, there just so happens to be... Two unexploded vials on the ground that made it out, and she picks it up and kind of foreshadowing here a little bit. Obviously, she's going to use one, save one for everybody else that's uh, being mind-controlled. But, um, you know, it was just kind of like... Plot armor. Yeah, it was just one of those things where you just kind of, you're like, eh, I I guess it's possible, maybe. But, you know, she had the, the, the... mindset the, the foresight to, to pick those up like hey I'm gonna probably need those later yeah um, uh, so yeah so they're the, the ships crashing down to the earth slowly but surely everybody's probably gonna die Jerkov is being escorted to a plane somewhere yeah. right and then uh, Lexi and Melina are now done with, yeah, with they, their whole they thing captured they I mean honestly 
Taskmaster beat the crap out of Alexi. Alexi. Yeah, yeah. That ended up just being kind of a stalemate because they locked her in one of the prison cells. Yeah, she knocked her into a prison cell and was able to close the door. Real quick. But before that, Taskmaster was... It's like when uh, when an elevator door's closing, you're like, please close. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I love Taskmaster, and I'll kind of do the wrap-up about stuff we talked about after the movie yeah. that I think should make this segment. Right. Um, so, Taskmaster's locked up. Things are blowing up. Drakov's getting on the plane, the jet to get away, and then Elena shows up, and she's essentially... Sacrificing. Yeah, she's going to blow up herself yeah. to blow up his airplane. Yeah. And... You know, Scarlett Johansson doesn't want to see that, mm-hmm. but Elena's like, you know, it's been fun. Yeah, and you know, like this entire throughout the entire movie, she had mentioned like cool ways to die and not cool ways to die, yeah. and like, <laughs> and, like she gets up there, and she's standing over the propeller to blow it up, and she's like, this is a pretty cool way to go. Yeah, and, and she sticks it right in the engine propeller, and it effectively blows up the plane. Yeah, and she gets sent. Flying yeah, she's unconscious in the air. And then we get probably one of the coolest scenes of the movie. Yeah, and Black Widow's like, well, we can't have that. So she leaps. Grabs a parachute. Grabs a parachute. Leaps off the ship. Trying to save her sister. Gets there. Throws the parachute on her back. And sees who else? Taskmaster. Taskmaster. He's coming in hot. <laughs> coming in hot. She's like, I'm not letting you crash to the earth and die no yeah, I have to kill you I have to kill you it's before in the my program yeah <laughs> so her and Taskmaster have this really cool like aerial battle yeah. uh, they hit the ground uh, Taskmaster's a little messed up well they had a parachute right? yeah uh, was it whose parachute was it Taskmaster's it was Taskmaster. so they kind of shared it all yeah. the way down for they a just kind of rode it together okay while trying to kill each other yeah which is Cool. Yeah, they so they hit the ground. Uh, you kind of get this like wrap up moment. All the all the widows and Elena and Alexi and Melina all get on a jet to mm-hmm. fly off around the world and stop the other widows. Yeah, Plus, uh, Scarlett Johansson gives her the flash drive essentially yeah, of yeah. all their locations and stuff. Well, she hits you know she hits Taskmaster with the well. That's what I'm saying. Like as you know, she goes and. D Widow's Taskmaster and they take her with her um, which I hope they still use Taskmasters in the yeah. future because I thought that was a really cool character it was a cool character uh, Ross is showing up to the crash site yeah the crash site <laughs> uh, to I guess do whatever it is Ross does damage control yeah Alexi and Melina uh, also were able to get out safely on a plane uh, they hit the ground and they're like, hey, we're not leaving you, Natasha. You're our daughter now, again. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to fight Mr. Ross with you. And she's like, I got this, guys. Don't yeah. worry about it. And then we really don't see what happens after that. We don't know what her and Ross did. She doesn't She doesn't end up getting captured. No, it doesn't explicitly say. I, they probably, it was probably an agreement for Drakeoff's information and the yeah. widows. They probably reached some sort of agreement, I imagine. Yeah. Maybe he gave her like shady government dealings. Yeah, that, maybe he gave her like two days to start whatever. That Ross is all. He's like, yeah, I can't make a deal with you, but I can say you weren't here when I showed up, mm-hmm. type thing. Uh, and then we get the last scene before the post credit scene of Scarlett Johansson talking to the concierge her, guy, yeah, her concierge, uh, talking about how she's about to go break some friends out of the raft, which is 
the big shield prison yeah. in the sky, and it's Hawkeye and Ant Man. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's changed her hair to blonde, which is how we saw her at the beginning of, of the film. In, yeah, yeah. Uh, Infinity War and all of that type stuff when she was on the run. Um, so it kind of ties in to where Infinity War happens before the blip and all yeah, of that. They did a really good job of basically letting the audience know. This is where it, this happened. It's literally the the smallest minute details that go the furthest in those movies. It's, it's literally just hair color. Yeah. They just dyed her hair blonde and they're like, oh. That's how it was in Infinity War when we first see her. Yeah. So this is so we now we know where we're at. Right. Uh so the movie ends, obviously it's a Marvel movie. You have a post credit scene. Mm, uh, yes. this is now this is after end game. Right. Uh, you see Elena walking to a grave site and it was like sister Avenger hero was on her tombstone Natasha Romanov she's cleaning out the debris like she doesn't like that it's dirty yeah you know it should be it's sacred to her it's something she feels very special about right um and she gets approached by uh U.S. agents Valentina Mm -hmm. if you've seen Falcon and Winter Soldier it's the same government official we don't really know who she works for but we assume it's Ross. It's another shady government yeah. thing. Uh, and in Falcon and Winter Soldier, she was she took in U.S. agent after he couldn't be Captain America anymore because he just killed that dude in the street. Yes, they're like, you know, you're a soldier. We can use you. And you're still you're still a super soldier. Yeah, but it's not just that though. It's like you're still kind of a good guy. Like, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's like we can use you to do stuff. For the greater good, that's not... The greater good stuff the government doesn't want you to know right. it's doing, we need you to do it. The like, greater good for America. Well, not, I don't even know if it's the greater good for America. It's the greater good for the government. Yeah. Right? It's not going to be the stuff that gets published. Right. Like, we don't know what the government's doing, yeah. but those people are doing it. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, she makes this comment that says, I think you would want first crack at the guy that killed your sister. And pulls up a picture of Hawkeye, Ooh. which we all know isn't how it went down. Yeah. You know, in Endgame, Clint was getting ready to sacrifice himself. And then Scarlett yeah. Johansson did it because that was her family. And she was going to do anything to protect the family that truly loved her and gave her a home. Yeah. An actual home, uh, which I think is going to set up the Hawkeye TV show. Yeah. Um, and I'm really excited to see. With Elena. I'm really excited to see her interaction oh. with Hawkeye because he's going to be confused because he loved Natasha like a sister. Oh, yeah. Like it was... It was evident. I think he named one of her... One of his kids... I think he named his daughter Natasha. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, so, I mean, it was... They were it was close. It was deeper than... Yeah. Than blood. Almost. And it was never... And we talked about it last night. It was never something that was sexual Sexualized, in nature. yeah. It was always platonic. It was always... It was always your family. It was never a love interest thing. Well, I mean, I guess in the grand scheme of it, there's seen no one's seen Natasha's entire character arc like Hawkeye has. Yes. You know, he was there when she defected. He was there with her now. You know, he knew her as the Russian murder machine yeah. that's just trying Apparently they got real close in Budapest. Yeah. So Yeah, so I mean he's no one knows Natasha like Hawkeye, yeah, and it's going to be really great, and I, you know, I can see it happening, because I think the Hawkeye TV show is supposed to be about him and his daughter, like he's kind of training her 
to take over the mantle. Yeah. I can see this thing that, you know, Elena shows up, wants to kill him, and then he calls out to his daughter's name, like, calls her Natasha, yeah. and Elena's like, well, what? that's kind of a fucked up thing to do. You yeah. killed her, and then you named your daughter, daughter after her? Like, what, what are you talking about? Yeah. I loved her, like, right. more than anyone else on this planet. Yeah. You know, she was more than family. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's just makes me more excited for the yeah. Marvel TV shows. They've all been great. Yeah. The MCU, uh, this was, this was an absolute banger. Um, I loved everything about the movie. Um, you know, it was just one of those things where the cast was great. The and one thing that that people overlook that MCU does is uh, very very good, well done comic relief. Um, you know, top to bottom, this was a great movie. What would you give it? An eight. Probably a nine after I rewatch it. Yeah. You know, we were talking about where does it kind of fall under the Marvel movies that aren't the Avenger films. Uh, I think it's an easily a top three individual movie. Yeah. Um, You know, Civil War, I still kind of count as an Avengers movie because literally every Avenger is in Civil War. Yeah. Including the Black Panther. Like they Spider-Man. Inter- Spider-Man gets introduced. They, it's, it's just an Avengers movie. But... It's up there with Winter Soldier. Uh, they're very similar movies. Right. Not really superhero movies. Yeah. But still really good character movies. No, you, and that's the, that's the, I think the coolest part about what MCU does in these movies is you see a lot of growth, a lot of character development that you wouldn't otherwise get to see in a, in a movie that isn't about that person. I mean, right? Let's call it what it is, like. Captain America and Black Widow are boring. Right. They don't have superpowers. They don't fly around. Like, Captain America throws a shield, and she is really good at martial arts. Like yeah. She, she's a really cool spy. So, like, how do you make those characters compelling when they're on screen with a giant green monster, a god, a, a genius robot. billionaire playboy philanthropist. Yeah, and this warlock who can control time yeah. like they're the most out of place people like them and hawkeye yeah but they're the most relatable to us yes and that's why i love them yes and this is you know black widow's always been an accent character in the movies you know uh marvel's always done really good at not overly sexualizing her character like yeah. scarlett johansson beautiful of course right florence you, Pugh, also beautiful. beautiful like you don't have to you know it's, you just see them. Yeah. It's natural. But, you know, all of their uniforms in this movie were very... I mean, they were tight. Yeah. But they weren't skimpy. Yeah. You know, it was like... There was a, no, like, it was, it, it, it was, it was probably what you were wearing when you went into battle. Right. I mean, hell, Florence Pugh's big, Her biggest accessory was... The vest. The, a bulletproof vest with <laughs> pockets on it. Because you can carry a lot of stuff in them, right? Uh, so they did a really good job of keeping focus on the characters and not just yeah. like, hey, this is eye candy. Yeah. Um, it was very tastefully done. I think that's something that they have done consistently well and, throughout. You know, they missed the mark on, you know, great female leads mm-hmm. sometimes. Like, they forced some of the Captain America scenes from Endgame on us. Like the I don't need an escort, and then it's just a still shot of all the female characters. It's like yeah, I, I get you want a strong female lead, right? But just give me a strong female lead. 
Like, I don't know why they think that guys are so off-put by yeah. strong because we're not. No. I mean, it's... Not in this day and age. I mean, for the, you know, for, for the reasonable person, for the reasonable man, um, it's, it's something that is not, it's not like we're uncomfortable well, with it in any we've way. We've never, I pe- the stereotype says we're uncomfortable with it, but if you look at cinema, that's always not been true. Right. So you have not the comic book Avengers, but there was an old, uh, show called the Avengers where they were kind of like the A-team, right? Yeah. They were led by a woman okay. who was cool. She was attractive. She kicked a lot of ass. Aliens, Sigourney Weaver, kicked a lot of ass, was a female. Like, there are yeah. there are strong female leads in a bunch of movies that you don't have to pander to. Like, in Endgame, you had the Brie Larson scene, yeah. which was supposed to be the kick-ass woman scene, mm-hmm. but the actual kick-ass woman scene was when Scarlet Witch showed up, yes. beat the shit out of Thanos, and yes. said, you took everything from me. Yes. See, and, and, and look, I understand empowering women, um, and I, I think it's great what it, what it does for, for females in the industry, uh, what it does for, for, for young, young girls and women who look up to, the, to these women and, and see them as uh, role models. I think it's great. Um, what I loved about this particular movie was you get two strong female leads in Florence Pugh's character and Scarlett Johansson's character, and it's it's not in your face kind of, oh, these are two strong, sexy women that kick ass and take names and chew bubble gum, and they're all out of bubble gum. Like yeah. you know, what I mean, it's 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 there and it's great, and it's 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 subtle. It's nothing but. As a viewer, you know what you're getting with the movie. You're getting two strong female leads, and it's so well done. You know, yeah. so it's it's I, I can appreciate I can appreciate this aspect of the movie because I think they did such a good job with it. Like I just hope Disney pays attention. Yeah, and I they've done a pretty good job. I mean, Black Widow made thirteen million dollars Thursday night. Wow! So that was before the Friday night release numbers came yeah. out. I don't know what it's at right now. So, people wanted to see it. Okay, so I, I actually didn't know this. So, Kate Shortland is the director for Black Widow? Mm-hmm. So, Kate Shortland, female director, did a phenomenal job with this movie. Well, if you look at it, the weakest character was Alexi. Oh, 100%. Like, 100%. You know the super soldier. He's like this, like big dumb, like yeah, brute, and yeah, he just consistently gets beat up. Yeah, <laughs> and you know it would have been, it would have been a disservice to the movie had he been the hero. Yes, like if he would have had a huge, impactful, heroic, sacrificial scene, I think it takes away from everything the movie Absolutely. was set up to do. And that was appreciate how awesome Black Widow and the widows in general are, not just Black Widow. Yeah, like, all, all of them are awesome. Sick. Yeah. yeah, and you know we got Taskmaster was. You know we got we had some people not a big fan that Taskmaster was the daughter, because uh, you know in the comics Taskmaster's a guy. Uh, I think for introducing him to the universe, it was correct. I thought it would have awesome. it would have made no sense for Drakov to have someone he couldn't control in his payroll. Yeah. You know he he didn't have he had control of everything. Yeah. So why not that? Um, I thought the fight scenes were cool. I know a lot of people went into it thinking Taskmaster was the overall bad guy. That's not the case. So yeah. if, you, if you're going in there thinking Taskmaster is going to steal the show, 
you're going to be disappointed. Right. The fight scenes are great. I think it's a cool character that they can use in the Widow TV show or yeah. in other movies. You know, I would love to see another team up with her, Elena. That would be cool. Doing widow stuff yeah unfortunately cool. we probably won't get to see scarlett johansson again yeah. unless we get another supplemental movie like this uh but as a passing the torch moment i think florence Pugh knocked it out of the park you know i talked about her on our first podcast yeah as my honorable mention and i can see her being great and this is why yeah this know? only validates that that was yeah. such a, it was such a good role for her she did such a great job um the accents, the the actual acting portion of the movie, the the fighting scenes. She was one of the best, if not the best, um, acting in the movie, and and I I enjoyed it. So, uh, like you, I would also give it eight out of ten, four out of five stars, however you want to say it. Yeah, um, it was a great movie, uh, guys. Really hope you enjoyed listening to that. I know there's a lot of spoilers there. We try to unpack as much as we can. Um, Let us know what you think. Like, so this is the first time we've done it. Yeah. Uh, if it's too much, if it's not focused enough, if it's too rambly, please let us know. Because um, obviously this is for y'all. Yeah. Uh, so we want you guys to enjoy it. I love unpacking, and, and the reason why I kind of um, did it this way, where we kind of go through the movie is because I think it's really cool and it allows us to unpack the smaller subtleties that you wouldn't normally get um, with just a general synopsis, right? Um, I think we get to go into a little bit more detail. And so hopefully you guys like that. Uh, if not, let us know. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us, uh, silence your cell phone, add cell phones. Silence your cell phone. Silence your cell phone at gmail.com. Uh, we do have an Insta. Yep, silence your cell phones, uh, Instagram. Yep. Um, or if you know me or Jared personally, uh, you can reach out to us on Facebook or text or call or however you want to do it. Uh, we love feedback, and we'd love to, to hear more from, from you guys. So I'll let Jared wrap this thing up in traditional silence your cell phone fashion. And scene. Thanks, guys. <laughs>